hey, what's up? Welcome to the Late Late Capitalism Show. Very quick introductions, because then I need to go into the freaking rant zone. Uh, first off, content warning, especially when I talk about the bloody youth of today and their lack of respect for the poppy and for Remembering Day. Uh, also, just swearing in general. Uh, Chance. Yeah. There you go. That's Chance. Dean. Hello, folks. This is Dean. I'd like to thank you for gathering uh, with us and honoring. This is the first year anniversary of uh, local national hero Don Cherry being canceled uh, because of the I th- was it the lazy immigrants? Uh, it's two years. Disrespectful. Years that was two years ago. Already? That was 2019. Oh, my God. How the time flies. Be- because after he got fired, it essentially opened a seal that released COVID-19. Actually, Don Cherry himself. <laughs> have you ever played Splinter Cell Pandora tomorrow? <laughs> I was thinking uh, more of like a Tutankhamun's tomb thing. So here's the deal. In Splinter Cell Pandora tomorrow, which this is related to Remembering Day because he was a soldier. Not yeah, Don Cherry, was. Sam Fisher. Uh, <laughs> anyways, basically the thing is there's this terrorist who every 24 hours has to call in a code word so they don't release smallpox. And Don Cherry operated on a similar thing where every 24 hours he had to verify that he was not canceled. So he would call the lab in Wuhan, China. To yeah, withhold, and just scream poppy. Yeah, and withhold the, the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. But then when he was canceled, uh, it just took him a while because obviously he doesn't speak Chinese and... Mm-hmm. You know, the odds of having someone who's able to even understand him in general is pretty low. So by the time they got through the language barrier, uh, they were able to release the viral pandemic about a month later. And, you know, here we are. And that's the importance of respecting the poppy, which is why I'm going to segue this perfectly. <laughs> into well, uh, We should also just while rant. we're doing our intros, just say uh, in honor of Remembering Day, uh, our dear uh, co-host and co-patriot, uh, Megan is not here. She actually, uh, to sort of uh, understand what it was like to be a soldier, she gave herself both shell shock and Spanish flu over the course of the last like 24 hours. And she's uh, very, very dehydrated. And you'll understand why in just a few moments. So, Dean, Chance, I got to tell you, I am absolutely sick and tired with these millennials because I went down to, you know, uh, the Hooters, and I didn't see a single server. I didn't see a single person. I didn't see anybody wearing a poppy. And it, it, it made me it made me think, why do we not wear poppies? Why do we not wear poppies? What do you guys think? Why have people stopped wearing poppies? Uh, a lot of people, uh, not myself, of course, but a lot of people actually have a really hard time uh, using the pin without, like, sticking themselves and then just bleeding profusely for hours. Uh, that doesn't happen to me because I'm actually a very de- dexterous dexterous and i'm very good with my fingers and because you have uh, a 96 inch this. chest like your chest is wider than most small family like hatchbacks yeah, exactly yeah so okay. uh not an issue for me but i know a lot of people uh do encounter that okay so poppy poppy pin pain chance what do you think why are people now wearing poppies uh it's because the u.s military when they left uh afghanistan or whatever they just did recently like yeah. six months ago, um, they actually they made a truce with Afghanistan that they were like, OK, we're going to leave. But like, we really want your heroin. <laughs> right. So there's, there's a poppy shortage because we that's right. troops. <laughs> that's yeah. right. We can't get access to poppies. OK, I can yeah. also believe that. But I think the real reason why people <laughs> wait, I've got one poppies. more. I, th- I oh, think yeah. I've, I've come up with another idea. Is okay. it because. Kids these days, like, is Poppy one of the genders, one of these new genders? 
<laughs> Got him. This joke anyway. bought, brought to you by the University of Austin. <laughs> uh, no, that's the, the the first two things were true. I don't think the poppy gender thing, although it might tie into part of my theory. We'll see. We might come back to this. You know why bloody kids today don't wear their bloody poppy? Because why? they don't know the real reason for remembering day because it isn't taught in schools because we focus on critical uh, race theory or whatever. Right. And that's why. And, uh, and and you know what? I think it's time, because our audience is mostly 13, 14, 15, and then 96-year-olds. Oddly enough, like that's the weird yeah. spread that we have, but that is the only people that listen. Yeah, that's horseshoe our, theory. Our, our, our demographic show. math is just a giant U. That's right. So I want to, for our younger listeners, explain the history of Remembering Day and the significance of the poppy. Dean, what do you think is like the the main thing that's that brought up remembering day what does it what day are we remembering uh we are remembering as far as i understand uh there was some sort of battle there were like uh numerous sort of inbred uh yes. like dying aristocracies uh in the worst place in the world which is all of europe yes uh and they uh, needed to do some bloodletting uh, and basically wanted to try out all the cool new uh, tools that industrialization had given them uh, on the their, you know, their population. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty much correct. It was the cousin war, all the Habsburg cousins that had married each other a hundred times. They had a dispute over which one fucked the 19th century equivalent of Kate Upton, and it could no longer... <laughs> be mediated through diplomatic channels so everybody got their boys and it was like the scene in anchorman uh just as epic and just yeah. as bantery they went behind and they, they they fought each other absolutely and you see so many young our brave young men sprinted it into battle ready to die for uh important reasons let's not let's not dwell on the reasons they're important yeah, the okay? reasons were, were necessary for sure yeah all these these bloody young men hiding in the hiding in the trenches and shooting each other with like the z-tier guns from call of duty that continuously jam and they don't have cool camouflage and you can't put an insignia of a pair of anime titties yeah on they the didn't hilt. even have like laser dot scopes at that point i don't think yeah, it's the, the absolute worst place in the world to be fighting a war, Europe, with the absolute worst weapons that you can't even customize because your rank is too low. And <laughs> they were suffering. They were suffering. And you know what? It, it freaking extended to the home front. There were shortages at home. You had to ration. So Remembering Day is all about remembering uh, the soldiers in the war and also, importantly, the rationing. What were they rationing? Food, uh, textile, uh, drinks, but most importantly... They were rationing their male essence, which is why Ooh. No Nut yeah. November and Remembering Day <gasps> fall in the same month. That Holy makes sense. shit. Yeah. People are forgetting this. And, and why do we use a poppy? And 9-11. People are forgetting that. <laughs> and why do we use a poppy? Well, a poppy is red. It's round. And there's a little dot in the middle of it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of like you, a penis. And if you do it wrong, you draw blood, as Dean mentioned. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so this is coming that's... together. Like, yeah, in sort of the same way that Megan has given herself shell shock to sort of understand and better appreciate uh, what, what our good, good boys did 100 years ago. Uh, we uh, just don't come because they weren't able to. 
No, uh, because they were they were they didn't even have pinup girls back then. No, World absolutely. War Two was fine. They had all the pinups. They would just any like, you know, atomic aircraft bomber they had. They just draw like the most lewd, like pervase uh, girl with like, you know, coconut cream pies uh, for a brassiere. But not not back then. You didn't have no. any of that. In World you War just had like a British teenager beside you. Yeah, you had to jack off of the corned beef tin. Where not good. Yeah. In World War II, yeah, you'd draw sexy ladies on the bombs. And why do you think every single airman rode the bomb down when they dropped it? Because they were having <laughs> sex with the sexy lady. That's right. So that's why we don't really care about World War II and remembering that. Yeah, and we definitely, yeah. like, our culture is not obsessed with World War II at all. We're all about the Great War. And yeah, the reason and why we love World War One is because that's the only time we've ever made a contribution. Uh, we, <laughs> that's right. We sent plenty of young men over to uh, not jack off in France and mm-hmm. uh, get murdered by the inbred Germans and the, the based Ottoman Empire. And you know what? Kudos to Megan. Megan actually decided today, you know what? I've, I've paid my penance. She... She's gone to Australia, so she's a day ahead of us. So it is remembering day there. And she's yeah. like, all right. I, it's time to release all this retained rationed nut and that's what she's doing and we respect her for it i'm gonna do the same thing myself so guys don't put up your christmas decorations until after remembering day and don't nut until after remembering day it's the only yeah. way you can you can pay pay tribute to the brave uh men who yeah died in the hole surrounded by ugly british teenagers for reasons you know important yeah. reasons and and if you want to be a true soldier and earn your purple heart you don't come until D-Day. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, that's how you get your purple dick. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's, so yeah, you need to <laughs> yeah. maintain. You hold, you hold and retain that's until right. June 6th. That's right. And then on June 6th, if you really, really, really want a day when you should release it, you should do it on the anniversary of when they bombed Hiroshima. <laughs> yeah. Because you're going to be releasing an equivalent amount of nut energy. <laughs> exactly. And, you I know, got my bed sheets looking like Omaha Beach. That's right. This isn't taught in schools anymore. And when I try to teach it in schools, I am arrested. And I am such a shame. I am asked to leave. I'm labeled as I don't know, I, like a sectional offender or something. I don't know. It's something about me yeah, being there wasn't a secular even a couch offender. There. It doesn't make yeah. sense. I'm a secular <laughs> offender. That's what they keep calling me. Because yeah, you know what? I, I'm just trying to educate children about the importance of remembering and remembering day. And of course, we also need to remember our seamen who suffered greatly during yeah. remembering day semen for semen and uh nuts for our, our beautiful boys in the front line <laughs> and that's the importance of remembering day when this episode will air you know i'm of. glad a lot of people say that we just like joke around and like you know sort of do fuck all but we actually we do have like some good educational content on this. i have well we we do research <laughs> that's right and the amount of research i did on remembering day uh i have more if you want there was a great movie about remembering day uh-huh. <laughs> and in fact, I'd like to I'd like to read the most touching uh, excerpt from this movie about remembering day in New York, 2001. Allie is a student at New York University <laughs> and lives with her father, Neil, a New York police department. Anyway, so I was going to read the whole uh, plot line Terrible. for remember, remember me, which guess what? You know how that movie ends with the Nutting. September 11th terrorist attacks. That's true. Oh, I've watched so, it. It's really not good. It's a terrible movie. Robert Pattinson deserves better. Uh, that's also why we have Remembering Day to remember that he died in 9-11. That's right. And that's why we hold our nuts, boys. Uh, but I hear what you're saying. Uh, oh, man, like Remembering Day, it's really important, but it doesn't sound that fun. Like, 
I have mm. to give myself shell shock somehow, I guess just by like banging garbage cans near my head. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to watch a terrible Robert Pattinson movie. Like what? what's in it for me? Well, let me tell you, folks. Uh, the oh, Canadian man. Legion and the British Legion have so many great products that you can buy to show your support and to loosen up a little bit and have some fun uh, during this remembering day. So, boys, if you would turn t- your attention to the I, chat, I've sent a link. Uh, um, I'm looking at these now. Yeah, I didn't know I, the I invite Poppy you, Shop existed. <laughs> yeah, the Poppy Shop seems like something that we would make up as a joke. Yeah, uh, But no, it's real. Uh, so, uh, please feel free. Uh, I've got, I've got a couple locked in the chamber, including the one that I, I sent, uh, to the chat there, but yeah, yeah, let's go through, uh, I, I saw and, one. Yeah. Yeah. On, let me know. On, what are, what are your favorite products? What's on your on, shopping list? Under sale on page two, there's one that is called poppy dog adjustable harness, but it just looks like it looks like a thong. And I was really, really <laughs> excited for a second there. Uh, there's also geometric military slang coloring book which uh what? i don't like the sounds of that What's, does it have examples of the slang okay yeah it <laughs> actually does it's a bunch this looks like an illuminati coloring book it's a bunch of shapes with like basically brands in it like wilco or there's one that says arpus i'm not kidding it says <laughs> arpus don't like that i don't That's know what's cool. going on but this is awesome what do people think perfect for christmas thank you my thoughts are as above. Okay. <laughs> My son loves it. Enjoy learning army slang. Enjoy the coloring and reading about the military slangs. Maybe a few more similar coloring books. Cool. Yeah. yeah like this, this, this is like, I swear to this is lo- like this online store looks like hot topic. If you're like 65, they've got like, like, they've got I, everything. We've I got watches. We've got. Uh, glasses cases. <laughs> We've got lanyards. We've got also, zip pullers. They're selling uh, the boy in the striped pajamas poster. Yeah. That's the whole book on one page. I'm, I'm assuming. Well, it's just it's just the cover of the. Uh... No, no, it's it's what? the book. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you might want read to take a look at it. Any product you find, read the reviews because they are. Have you ever wondered what it would look like to put every single word from the world's favorite novels all on one page? <laughs> and then it's the the choice is the boy in the striped pajamas. Damn. Uh, cool. Slightly larger than I expected, but a very interesting talking piece. I, like, I don't want to like talk to people about that. Someone reading the boy in the striped pajamas like it's some sort of ancient like tapestry. <laughs> <laughs> Royal British Legion Poppy Whiskey Fudge Biscuits and Jams set should be consumed by 20th November 2021. So is this like made from Poppy? Are we just eating opium fudge? Also, what do people think? I have not received it yet. One star. The fudge and the biscuits had fairly short best before date, but it wasn't a problem as the fudge lasted a mere three days and the biscuits a couple days longer. My husband loved them, simple as, which is awesome. Uh, wow, lots of five star reviews. Wow. So I like these all are of great. This, there's but... so much like poppy jewelry. Like there's uh-huh. folks, there's got to be like, what do you like 500 different products here? Oh, easy. easily. Like, oh, like, yeah. Is this like, are these products that you're like, you're only wearing like these specific $50 earrings for like two weeks of the year? <laughs> See, you can also get some, some man called... of war mint tea. 
There's one called Car Poppy, which is a poppy you pin onto your car using zip ties. <laughs> <laughs> it really makes me laugh. They do. They have poppy pins that are partnered with your favorite uh, football teams. That's yes, I saw soccer, that. Soccer, which yep. is pretty good. How did you uh, find out about this, Dean? Oh, uh, the poppy shop? Yeah. Oh, what do you mean? The po- How did I find out about the poppy shop? I, I visit every year. <laughs> oh, sorry. There, yeah, there like- is a, a Canadian uh, poppystore.ca yes. if yes, you're interested. I've got My parents did buy something from it. Are people All sorts of... <laughs> has anyone ever called out the Legion for this being a scam? Is this a scam? Oh, you're not allowed. I mean, I'm sure it's not a scam in the sense that like what you are paying for is what you would expect and it's going where you would expect. But nobody's going to raise a crossword about this because you, you have to respect respect the troops and That's that means right. respecting the extremely niche and in some ways tasteless uh extra products associated with them yeah see i'm, uh, I'm going hard in my google search i'm putting in are poppies a scam and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna see <laughs> we're gonna see if, how far this rabbit hole goes <laughs> careful yeah. man if if you search too much about poppies you will be taken into custody by the military <laughs> <laughs> you cannot oh there's just a bunch of like opium trade. people you, you people are running scams using the poppies so people the, are selling fake poppies i what, see that what the, in the, the world counterfeit poppy there are children's books called horrible histories the woeful second world war and the frightful first world war I, i'm so this does not seem like a book that would be appropriate not necessarily for children, but I don't like the way that they're going to cover this subject matter, especially of the woeful Second World War. It was whoa, whoa, woe is to me, uh, woe is to Poland. Uh, you can buy like full on like a flag with the pike and pole and the top and the stand, like the whole kid and caboodle. Wait, you can get top on this. <laughs> I go down to the Legion to get top every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, should should I share my my two favorite uh, products yes, that we have please. here? Um, this one is from the the British Poppy Shop, uh, and it, for the low low price of of twenty quid or sorry forty quid eighty dollars for us, oh, oh. Uh, you can get pull the pin uh, Royal British Legion one hundred limited edition spiced rum. So this uh-huh. is a bottle of rum. Uh, that has like the, a poppy on it, of course, uh, and the top of it is a pin, like a grenade that you can pull to uh, celebrate Remembrance Day, to uh, you know honor the sacrifice of again the children that uh, the British monarchy uh, fed into the killing machine that mm-hmm. was the fields of Flanders. Um, uh, and you know, uh, start your your somber day of remembering with, with a bang. I, you know, I I absolutely love it. Like I'm sure this is delicious, uh, as tasty as it is tasteful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, you know, I imagine that this is like it's got to be the perfect the perfect product. Uh, Dean, could I potentially uh, read a a classic excerpt for Remembering Day from Flanders Fields? Oh, please do. Please. Okay. Uh, I'm just pulling this up. You know, this is a what we call, what we in the business call a cold read. Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to make sure I get to the the right excerpt of the poem. Can can uh, I say something? Do you yeah, think that rum do. was made in Cuba? Do uh, you think- no, it's it's a British rum. I actually, the pull the pin, uh, turns out it's not just one product, but it's a whole rum company 
uh, that was founded by these two military goons. Uh, oh, it's like I'm, Black Rifle Coffee. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, iconic brand, leap in a new direction. Uh, oh. They, but career ending injuries. Oh no! Without <laughs> career ending, why would you La, add da, da, that? that? Career ending injuries. They did. It says that they did not sustain career ending injuries. So why? Why even mention that? Okay, um, I am not hurt. Here we go. I uh, promise. I, I have found the a great excerpt from In Flanders Field. Now you don't. You might not know this because they only teach us some of the poem in school. But there are there are there are different chapters, and this is chapter one of in Flanders Field called Sweet Salvation. <clears throat> and when we're when we're playing this, we'll have the horn underneath it. You know the one. Oh yeah. Ned Flander was in his yard gardening no. and watering his flowers. <laughs> Homer Simpson was driving home from work and accidentally crashed into a tree. He stepped out yeah. of the car and caught on fire, screaming like a maniacal gorilla. Oh, Homer said. He took out his hose and sprayed Homner with it, and Homer was not on fire and was wet. You really saved my bacon, Flanders. Nothing I wouldn't do for my neighbor. Maybe you ought to change out of your clothes. Right now, Homer asked. <laughs> Anyways, it's a beautiful, beautiful excerpt. Uh, one of my favorite lines from an iconic poem. Uh, yeah, that does that brings a tear to my eye for sure. Uh, I be- before we move on, before we we uh, stop remembering uh, and never talk about this shit again uh, until next year. Until next year, of course. That's right. When there are are more great products, uh, the Canadian Legion uh, has. Uh, a new, an immortal tribute, something that will stand an uh, the test tribute. of time. Uh, quote, uh, this Remembrance Day, to honor the 100th anniversary of the Remembrance Poppy, you can mm-hmm. support and remember fallen Canadian heroes with a new, more lasting way, with a digital poppy NFT. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. Our, our limited Woo! collection of digital poppies feature a 3D replica of a real poppy picked from Flanders Fields. Wow. Uh, it's got over 100,000 names of fallen Canadian sh- uh, soldiers on all of its petals, uh, and they're linked to the blockchain, immortalizing the memory of those <laughs> who fought for our freedom. Yeah, they died for the blockchain. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, uh, I don't think crypto guys are going to fall for that, not going to lie. No, I don't no, usually look at crypto dudes and think, yeah. Yeah, I think it's more that the Legion, who is like run exclusively by 75-year-old men, uh, I think they sort of got scammed into. No, they definitely this. got duped. Is it like a poppy on the chest of like an ugly lion or something? Like, what's the actual NFT? There has to be something more to it. It's just an image of a poppy, I believe, that has the names of soldiers on it. Damn. Uh, okay. It's priced at zero point one 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 Ethereum uh, to represent the. Or sorry, that was four ones. One 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 to represent the day of remembrance. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. Okay, I respect that. It's uh, well, yeah, you know, I'm sure a 30 IQ English peasant knew that one day society would advance to the point where you can buy a picture of a flower that he had seen in a field. Yeah, and you you can buy it for uh, tens of thousands of dollars in order to you know launder whatever ill-gotten yeah. gains you have, and in doing so, produce enough CO two to counteract basically a quarter of the Amazon. Yeah, no, uh, NFTs are going to create Dune, and Dune is going to be where World War Three takes place in Dune World. That's true. At this point, we can just sort of pray for the jihad. Yeah. Anyways, Remembering Day, uh, you get the Late Late Capitalism shows, Holiday of the Week, 
So congratulations <laughs> to everyone involved with Remembering Day. Next big holiday, yeah. of course, Black Friday, uh, where we celebrate the founding of Blacked.com. Yeah, awesome. With a we, rare we, Lexington Steel NFT. We celebrate <laughs> the beautiful images that have come out of the Trudeau cabinet. Oh, man, that would be a great yeah Black Friday NFT. Just him yeah. and one of his many <laughs> looks. Our Let's boy make it happen, Legion. You want to raise money for veterans, uh, for wars, which how many veterans from any war that was actually real are still alive at this point? Yeah, come on. I don't think any. (laughs) Like, I think all of the actual winners of war uh, are gone. And now it's just the losers who served in like Somalia or. See, I told you it's a scam. Yeah. Like they're pocketing it all. Went to Afghanistan to, yeah, become opium farmers. Do any of us know a veteran? Come on. Come we on, really people. should stop celebrating Remembering Day because there's nobody who was in a war that matters that's left. Yeah, we don't that's need true. to remember them yeah. anymore. Yeah, fuck it. It's I, done. I, what, as what my president said, well, they were losers. Yeah, what are they They were losers. Do? Fucking losers. <laughs> They're dead. They can't do shit now. We don't have to remember them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, something you, you should remember. You guys familiar with this COVID-19 thing? Again? Yeah, you should be, considering we talked about how Don Cherry really was the... Uh, progenitor for oh the... yeah from earlier in the episode I yeah that's that. right yeah we we touched on it briefly <laughs> uh, a couple times throughout the episode but it's uh if you aren't aware still ongoing and in fact we've now reached the point almost two years in where we're really starting to see all aspects of society slowly cr- crumbling and collapsing of course the supply chain which is slowly the is a bit of a stretch yeah. Well, Slower than you would expect, given that it's been two years. <laughs> That's true. But the the supply chain, people can't get their treats, they can't get their snacks, they can't get their Christmas goodies and presents, unless, of course, you order from the poppy shop. They will yeah, deliver right. them on That time. is pronto. But we're starting to see knock-on, trickle-down effects into the realm of healthcare, which, of course, has been inundated with just ridiculous numbers of patients to deal with for the better part of the last two years an already overburdened healthcare system which uh thank you to the liberal and conservative governments both for just slashing healthcare spending for the better part of the last 35 years that's a real bipartisan issue it's kind of impressive everybody's like yeah fuck it just you don't need money anymore uh what we're seeing now and this is something that we actually talked about a while back kingston uh of course, following the provincial mandates for having vaccinated hospital healthcare employees, ended up chopping something like 50 plus staff who refused to comply to the vaccine mandate. And uh, we're going to talk about something local and then talk about kind of a broader issue. So I got to see firsthand what the result of slashes to healthcare, staff shortages, burnout, and overwork looks like when uh, we had a family thing. So we ended up down in the hospital. Thankfully, it's been resolved. We're doing much better. But we got to the hospital around 1 p.m., so like a a Monday afternoon. We took shifts because we knew we were going to be there a while. When we got into the emergency room, they're like, hey, just so you know, we are six essential staff short today in emergency. I was like, oh, that's uh, hmm, that's not good. The triage area was already like full to the point where people were like standing up at the hospital. (laughs) You didn't have a chair for people (laughs) that desperately needed it. So... We get to about nine o'clock, so it's been eight hours, and there's no progress. Like, we have been filled in, registered, and that's it. So we start taking our shifts. We got in at 1 p.m., and the time we actually got seen by a doctor and got, like, x-rays and all the stuff done 
was 3 a.m. This was a 13-hour wait in the emergency oh my room. God. Holy and this was fuck. not just like one bad day. Apparently, this had been the reality for the last week and a half. Oh my and God. That's what we're starting to see now. And also, coincidentally, Kingston is currently like by population, like per capita, one of the worst spots for COVID in Ontario. Like we have more cases proportionally for our population than most other places. So that's only added to the stress of the hospital and healthcare staff, who for the record, were yes, maybe a little grumpy, but you can understand why. And I thought they did a fantastic job, all things considered. But we are starting to see an essential, literally life-saving service grind to an almost complete halt. And uh, I don't know if that's bad or not. You guys can tell me. Doesn't seem good. Yeah, no, it's it's it, like and as as you said with the the you know slashing of of healthcare uh, funding at the provincial and federal levels, it's this is sort of a long time coming. And uh, you know now we are we're paying the piper. I would just like to say that this would definitely not happen uh, if we had a private option. Yeah, <laughs> that, of course. And you know what? That's a very fair point. Uh, if less people could afford healthcare, they wouldn't be as busy. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and it makes like, you think. And think of the knock-on effect that would have for the funeral economy. <laughs> We're we, creating jobs. That's right. This is a private healthcare is a job creation, not by like hiring new nurses or doctors, but you're literally just like people are going to die and lose their job. So, you know, that creates jobs for other people. And then yeah, the funeral industry, they're like licking their lips like a cartoon werewolf. You know? This is uh, off topic, but um I uh forgive me, I'm dating a girl. Uh, what? And I know in doing so, uh, you are subject to the bachelor and the bachelorette uh, on a semi-frequent basis. Oh, yeah. don't um, act like you don't fucking love it. Yeah, those shows are pretty <laughs> sweet. Honestly, come on, man. <laughs> don't pull it, this shit. Okay, no, I, okay, I watch it religiously. I you have get it, uh, to watch. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm honored. She lets you uh, every watch every time it. I see, uh, you know, the, those those beautiful men and ladies. Uh, you know, unpack their childhood trauma, uh, which is mostly that their parents got divorced uh, and then drink champagne and cry. Uh, but uh, one of my favorite things about The Bachelor and The Bachelorette is that pretty much every person, I'm going to say like a solid 30 to 40 percent, like it has their little like job title. Uh, one guy is a pizzapreneur, which is pretty good. But most <laughs> of them are in the medical insurance industry, like a, like at Ooh. least 40, like the a solid majority of them. It's very, very I don't sickening. like that. Yeah, yeah, it's the only pl- place and we you can, can make have money. that in this country. Oh, God, if only. And it's like, or hear me out, free health care for the people, for the veterans so they can remember. And then extra yeah. money for us. Makes sense. I don't know. It's Wait, awesome. have, have veterans not heard of GoFundMe? Come on, guys. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> Them trying yeah. to... That's what the poppy store is. Yeah. Help, yeah. help fund my Alzheimer's research so I can never, ever forget. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're going to obliterate Alzheimer's by replacing it with a form of schizophrenia where every day is remembering day. Yeah, that, <laughs> where every day we can live through uh, the Battle of the Psalm so we yeah. never forget. I would love the- that. That's right. what they should you do. Gotta they get should... some bitches, man. That's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> we should f- fuck up the discourse and make it so Remembrance Day is actually just like National Alzheimer's Day. <laughs> Be like, wait, you guys didn't, you guys forgot about that? Damn. <laughs> oh, word. <laughs> so okay. yes, but we, but uh... we we are forgetting what we were actually talking about. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> I'm gonna get us back on track. So as would happen when 
really any line of work feels undervalued, underpaid, overworked, exploited, essentially. Uh, if that line of work is unionized, you do have a form of labor pushback, mostly when things get really bad in the form of strikes. But then the question becomes, how can you strike when you're a healthcare worker and it's essential service? Well, the answer is by striking. And I'm sorry, at this point, that's the only way that they're going to be able to get anything. And this is going on out in New Brunswick. Yeah. So there was an oh, order yeah. from the justice minister essentially ruling that any kind of healthcare strikes are illegal because it violates, like it's an emergency order. It's like, you have to go back to work. People are going to die if you're not there. Whereas the like healthcare working union is like, well, yeah, that's fine, but we want you guys to, you know, provide better funding, provide safer work conditions, pay us more. So you've got the the stalemate going on. And essentially with that emergency order, uh, non-compliance, if you want to talk about actual non-compliance, not the COVID shit, which, you know, the world's dumbest people complain about. Healthcare workers who failed to show up to work when scheduled could face fines ranging from $480 to $20,400 a day. Holy shit. Oh, whoa. In a addition, QP will be fined a minimum of $100,000 for each day that a worker does not comply with a mandatory order. And that's not talking about like a widespread, like everybody's on strike. They're talking about individual strikers now trying to completely crush any kind of demonstrated, even small scale labor demonstration. Oh, my God. Which, uh, yeah is not only monstrous, given that you have spent decades just cutting this industry, immiserating its workers, uh, and just treating them like absolute shit. It's like, yeah, and if you try to push back right now, uh, sorry, it's a global health pandemic. You you can't strike, which you know one day will turn into, well, sorry, it's a pretty busy day on the highway. Uh, you can't strike, To uh, You just can't strike. Like, yeah. we're, we're starting a slippery slope here where... They're just going to do everything they can to completely uh, gut these unions. And what's yeah. going to happen if people don't have like a legal channel for them to express uh, this kind of labor animus? Well, they're going to start quitting. And guess what's going to happen then? You're not going to have anybody to do this job. Or you're going to hire the least qualified, like cheapest possible helpers, and you're going to further destroy the quality of healthcare, which then gives you that rationale to say, well, we can cut it further because, you know, they're not they're not pulling their share. So why should we give them increased funding? Like it's a it's a vicious cycle that becomes created and just further worsens a healthcare system, which is bad. But then you also remember that uh, we have we're going to have more old people than we ever will young people ever again. Like we're going to have a negative birth rate very, very soon. So uh, you're going to have a health uh, industry or sorry, a healthcare service provider that is like bootstrapped, barely qualified and now has to take care of like hundreds of thousands of old people yeah uh, and no one no one wants go to well. be a goddamn nurse when, no. when they're when those are the conditions so this whole new generation looks at that and says uh no thanks it just keeps I'm, getting I'm worse i'm gonna be worse. buying poppy nfts uh yes but yeah i even beyond your slippery slope argument i would say like uh it's you don't even need that slippery slope when like the 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 reality that we're living in with covid never going away like, this is a reality that we have to live in forever because, uh, you know, people won't get vaccinated and because governments won't actually shut down to, like, stop this disease. Uh, you, you don't need to be like, oh, like, there's traffic on the highway. You like you need to you need to come into work. It's just like, no, no, we've been in covid for 30 years. Uh, so you can't take a sick day. Uh, you can't strike. You can't demonstrate. You can't do shit. Yeah, no. Uh, fuck them. 
That's that's the that's best. our labor policy. Yeah. The do you know? Thing, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Chance. I was gonna say that the best thing is that a worker's strike is supposed to show how important the workers are to the institution, and <laughs> it's it's really funny that they're threatening like thousands of dollars on people for not showing up to work because they're striking because it kind of just proves the point that they're making which is you yeah. need us yeah, yeah. You're, right? you're too important to to strike uh so you have to work anyway yeah and it's like but that's the whole purpose of a strike is to show how important you are as a worker to the system how dependent the system is on the workers like it, it, it's it's i don't know what you i don't know what they expected you know what i mean it's like that's where striking comes from, the idea that it's like we can pull this whole thing out from underneath you, no matter what it is, uh, unless you negotiate with us and work with us. Uh, yeah, that's what's so and, fascinating. <laughs> like we have yeah. like the labor dynamics are clear for everyone to see. And I think most people would tell you, even if they maybe don't understand fully what it means or believe it in their heart of hearts, like, oh, yeah, like these are valuable workers and like they should have fair treatment and fair pay but despite that there is this like public consensus and right now you know there's the whole thing about thank our frontline workers uh no conditions ever seem to improve no politicians ever make any meaningful changes and nobody seems to care yeah and it's like yeah, that, that that was where my are? question is uh I'm, I'm sort of afraid to ask this but like especially for this strike in new brunswick like how has the media been covering this uh i will say like cbc at least the articles I have have been fairly even keel where it's like, uh, yeah, the, the emergency order has been invoked. QP is pursuing, you know, uh, legal channels to challenge it. And then very recently, as in like yesterday, the premier for New Brunswick, which has one of the uh, I can't look if your name is Blaine, you should not be allowed to be in elected office. His name oh, is Blaine sure. Blaine Higgs. Oof. And he said he could end the back to work emergency order and let unionized healthcare workers return to picket lines when there's enough, quote, improvement in the province's hospitals to make it safe. Which, once again, oh, yeah, I did see that is an extremely ambiguous term and one that gives him entire leeway to make any determination he wants. You could have like zero covid cases and he could say, well, the conditions in the hospital aren't ready. You know, if we have another upsurge, we can't have people on strike. So it's. Just completely undercutting. Like you need to have a solid, like negotiated endpoint for when you can return back. It can't just be oh when we feel we're prepared because that will be yeah, never. It's so funny that they're like you need to get back in to the workplace because we don't know you know or we need you as workers to be there. Like we we need that. Uh, but instead of just giving the workers what they are asking for. They're like, no, we're actually just going to fine you at the ass. Like, it, you don't you think it would just make more sense if they really wanted it to stop for them to just say, fuck it. You get what you want. You have us in a stronghold. Like, yeah. Also, prevent instead, it, it comes back to the idea of uh, places of employment being scared of unions. And they're like, we can't. They treat it like a terrorist situation. Like, it's like we can't let them win. Yeah, you, you know can't what I negotiate. Mean? They have to be brought to heel. They have to be further disciplined. And what's interesting is we've seen on a federal level that the government can just write blank checks for COVID recovery. Yeah. Like they, there's multiple bills that received royal assent through. Well, the they can do House that for Commons. small businesses. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like the second you get to like 
this is a healthcare industry. I think most people on both sides of the aisle would say like, oh yeah, no, they should have, you know, more money. Like we, we need better healthcare services. Yeah. yeah. Like healthcare workers, like nurses, doctors, what have you, like already that, what are like the, the things that that, uh, you know, workplace is known for? It's, it's high stress, long hours. Like this is just like sexy consciousness. Like every, and like every goddamn, like, you know, 7 p.m. like Wednesday evening, like Grey's Anatomy, good doctor bullshit is all about like how how hard these jobs are, uh, yeah. how it like, you know, the psychic toll that they take. Uh, so I think like if you go up to any random person on the street uh, without like with them knowing nothing about the situation, uh, if you say like, oh, should nurses like, you know, have more time off, have better pay, uh, have X, Y, Z. Uh, you know, uh, benefits, they would say yes, no question, right? Like, yeah. no no one's like, oh, man, those nurses have had it so good for so long. Someone needs to put them in their place, you know? Any of the any of the jobs you want as a child, for better or worse, firefighter, like doctor, police, or astronaut, if you said, should we pay these people more? Most people would say yes, because they probably wanted to be that at some point in their life. But it only ever seems to benefit the cops. Hmm. Yeah, funny that. And the astronauts. I've had enough with big space. <laughs> it's it's time we end their, their fucking gravy train. Yeah. And even just like considering like how like debilitating uh, and like just terribly difficult nursing was before COVID. Yeah. And now like you have like this whole other universe of like fear and, you know, difficulties and you know, stupid assholes like protesting in front of your hospital. Yeah, I mean, the protesting is such a fantastic extra little little touch. Yeah, it's just like yeah. not only are you doing the hardest job we can imagine right now, uh, but also uh, half the country fucking hates you for doing it. Which is a shame. And once again, the only way to get that popular support is, yes, to put all the nurses and doctors in sexy outfits. I'm sorry, that is... You need to have... Every doctor has to look like Johnny Sins. And yeah. every nurse has to have her gams out. Yeah, there's uh, <laughs> definitely when when I uh, peruse the hospitals before they they ask me to leave. That that is my number one complaint. Not enough gams. Yeah, and, and you know what? The hospital security they should be dressed like uh, you know sex workers, like the the strippers that go to bachelorette parties. Then I think we'd be working with some. How can you? Damn, you're how so can right. You say no to that. You're so right. So healthcare going well. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I see. Well, should we no... look at the home front here? Oh, sure. I love the home front. That's an important part of remembering day two. Yeah. So back in Ontario, uh, there was a survey. This is from the star uh, that was released recently uh, where they asked uh, a bunch of nurses uh, how, how they're feeling. What's what's it? What's life like? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, they found 13 uh, percent of nurses ages 26 to 35 are seriously considering leaving the profession uh because of the yeah. pandemic sorry what oh, 100 percent 13 percent yeah that's not good uh, and uh the, the the expert that they talked to uh said specifically like you need nurses to start young and gain experience throughout their careers yeah. so if you have a lot of people leaving early that is like crippling long term for the healthcare system um uh, yeah 95 percent of nurses said the pandemic affected their work uh, with 31% uh, saying uh, that they've experienced very high levels of stress. Uh, 
And overall, the study concludes that it anticipates 15.6% of nurses leaving the profession within a year. Ooh. Well, if you're going to get sick, you've got about 11 months before. (laughs) Yeah, get on that. Lick your doorknobs while you can. Yeah. It's like we are going to return to like 19th century levels of fatalities from, you know, simple injuries or illnesses. Yeah, I would recommend... uh, if there are any barbers uh, listening, maybe get, uh, you know, you've probably just gone back to cutting hair, but, you know, go back to your roots, get some leeches, get a couple of bone saws. You're going to make a killing. Yeah. You know what? Why not? Like, let's everything. Everything old is, you know, hip and trendy again. We've run out of cool ideas culturally. So why shouldn't that also reflect technologically and medically? Yeah. Our, our first piece of merch that we're actually going to put out, we're going to do this whole like. Uh, Black Death Core line of plague masks that you can wear uh, and fill them with various, you know, flowers and uh, spices Dean, to ward you, off the bad humors. If you are a plague mask, you're virtue signaling. So <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, you know what? Everything's going well. The one thing I want you folks to take away from this is that a understand the true history of remembering day and mm-hmm. B things are going extremely well. Uh, I'm feeling optimistic. I got high hopes. I've got high hopes. That classic 20th century song still applies today. Still hits with (laughs) unbelievable efficacy. And uh, And we're and we're not burnt out at all. No, no, No. it's fine. It's fine. Uh, We're gonna. Yeah, our job is like much harder. Home alone. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. I think let's do a ranking. Okay, hardest jobs to have. Yeah. Number one, podcaster. Podcaster. Number number two, uh, philosopher king. Philosopher King, tied mm-hmm. for number two. Uh, number three, guy who likes the mountain goats. I know it's not a job, but it could be. You never know. <laughs> number four, uh, um, uh, titties out. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the five easiest jobs. Number one, uh, single mother for a child with learning disability. Number one. <laughs> uh, number, number two, two pres- nurse. President of the yeah. United States. Well, yeah, that's number three. I mean, that one could very well be the easiest, depending on who. Oh, it for sure is. Number Uh, three, president of Chile. Okay, interesting. (laughs) Uh, Number one hardest job is president of the Communist Party of China. We can agree on that. Uh, Gee, you're doing it. You're killing it. Bang up job. Uh, The the fourth easiest job. I think we can all agree. uh, Just being a woman in general. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a fucking cakewalk. Yeah. Simple. Uh, Very, very easy. And fifth easiest job is actually uh, deep sea fisherman, deadliest catch people. Yeah, that's mm, right. That yes. was all propaganda. If you are it's listening so to true. this show, please do not hurt us. We're just kidding. Deep sea fisherman. We know how hard <laughs> you work. You got to put on the diving suit. Thing weighs like a thousand pounds. I don't uh, think they do that. Yeah, that's how you get deep into the sea to fish. And then yeah. you, you put on the suit and then you pull out a fishing rod and your line just floats to the surface. That's why it's so hard. <laughs> There's no fish that's up what, there. That's what makes it the toughest job. It's like, why do I go down here and my line goes up? I, surely there must be an easier way to do this. They've never found it out, though. No, that's because they're too stupid. <laughs> and oh, jeez. Boy, oh, boy. We really do miss Megan. Uh, without yeah. her, she first off the quotient of funny voices in this episode, dismal, uh, dangerously low. So we're gonna work on that for next time. We're gonna bring Megan back. We're gonna we're gonna improve her. We're going to give some much needed upgrades, and she's gonna be twice as funny and twice as voiced. Yeah, next episode she's actually gonna read the whole 
uh, Boy in the Striped Pajamas novel. Oh, so <laughs> Sounds funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if she did funny voices, I would laugh. We're going to be cackling in the background while she just reads it. Oh, no, don't put me in pajamas. And I'd be like, <laughs> That's what it's about, right? Yeah. yeah. It's about it's a, a guy who doesn't want to go to bed at 10 p.m. <laughs> Damn, yeah, I, right. I hate these striped pajamas you keep putting on me. Yeah. So Megan's going to do that for us. Uh, Megan's also, you know what? We're going to do a Christmas special where it's just Megan. We'll just have her read uh, all manner of stories. Uh, we'll have her read every book that was in Skyrim. Um, oh, she's gonna read a like single that. one. Okay. I think it's like I think it's like twenty four hours of book. Jesus. Yeah. So I'd like to hear her Argonian maid voice. Yeah, yeah, her doing all the right. lusty Argonian keep maid. Your, keep your fetishes out of this. This all is right, a right. family show. <laughs> I should I should let people know that uh, I am dating Megan. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dean's dating me. Chance is dating Megan. <laughs> uh, yeah. Megan is dating our friend who provided their voice for the <laughs> Halloween special. Yeah. Uh, they're dating Travis Scott. <laughs> it's a fine web we weave. Yeah. Welcome to our polycule, folks. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All uh, right. Anyways, I want to say, since I wasn't on the show last week, thank you for the positive feedback for the Halloween episode. That was. Oh, yeah, that was fun. A bizarre. That was a really good time. Way for us to keep this show alive so i'm I glad think, uh, the feedback was so some, positive someone uh someone worded it perfectly by saying like that that podcast episode was as if our podcast was on expert mode like you kind of <laughs> you had to know so much that's about, right <laughs> about us and like the inside jokes like it was it was it was for uh intermediate listeners of yeah. the show oh yeah, yeah. For, for the real heads yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I tried to I tried to write it with some with some classics in mind, and uh, who knows? Maybe not for Christmas because I don't have that much time. But maybe that format will make a return when you uh, when you least expect it. Yeah, right we'll on. definitely have to return to form. That's right. Uh, and tradition. Right. Let's and, bounce. That's right. Yeah. On that, I note, gotta go. Um, think of a funny joke to tell. So I'll see. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Later, folks. And remember, yeah, to tune in next week. Oh. Hey. Right, right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.